Hello, everybody. Welcome to Boss Rush 1v1, our interview series where we celebrate the creators and their content. I am your host, Corey Garrigan. Alongside me for the ride is that retro code, Eddie B. Hello, one and all. And our special guest this week on 1v1 is from Diggity Podcasts. You love it. You listen to it. The luscious Brody Foltz. <laughs> I love that you carry over the luscious I do. Brody thing. I have to. It's fantastic. I have to. You know? I mean, yeah. It's, it's that's a signature fair. thing now, you know. You gotta <laughs> it's like it's like Ed, like he's that retro code. He's been that retro code for five years now, so Yeah. Yeah, yeah for for better or worse, it follows me wherever I go now. So <laughs> it's it sticks, it's done. <laughs> it's, it's done pretty, pretty much uh man so uh brody you are from diggity podcast you've been gracious enough to have me on your show a couple times you've been on our show uh so i why don't you before we get started why don't you remind everybody what diggity is if they aren't listening to it uh so diggity is it, it used to be twice a week we would go through gaming news and we ended up cutting that down to once a week now but uh we we go through all the gaming news and it we we try to cover as much as we possibly can obviously with with keeping things to a a certain amount of time we still have to kind of cut things here and there but uh it's part video game news part comedy part nonsense all at the same time but uh we have a blast so pretty much entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to make it entertaining. You know, we we want to go through, uh, keep people informed, but also make it, you know, fun and and not just reading off news and and just off the wall. I mean, <laughs> the, <laughs> my my co-host Jeff, he's he's potentially a nut job. I'm not sure, but <laughs> and, and we're we're both not okay in the head and. It, I think it makes it entertaining. I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that that's pretty much what we do, and uh, we we have YouTube as well. Uh, we're we're trying to get more into the YouTube side of things and kind of get more into some let's plays and stuff going forward. But uh, uh, we're we're re ramping back up after kind of taking a little break there for a while, and uh, happy to be back and happy to be slowly getting back into the swing of things. Yay! Yeah. I, 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 I told you when you had me on the last time, I miss you guys. I'm glad you guys are back. It's, uh, cause I think, you know, not that we don't have great guests, but like, I feel like when we podcast together, it's, uh, there's a, there's a vibe there, you know, there's a, Oh yeah. There's a good one. So absolutely. Yeah. I always have a, a blast doing shows with you guys. And, uh, again, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and, and filling in with me there for a little bit. And uh, it's, it's always fun doing shows with you guys for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, like I said, one V one is our interview series. We're, we're gonna, we're kind of gonna grill you about diggity and, and, and your history <laughs> of, of games and stuff. So, uh, yeah, you know, it. everybody, everybody starts somewhere. So, uh, games where what was your first game you remember playing what do you remember playing the most when you were young uh what what was your first console give me give me the lowdown so the all right uh the first game i vividly remember playing is uh probably mario all-stars 
Uh, I think that was probably the one I spent the most time with, but I, it, it it's kind of weird. Like I, I grew up in a home that my parents didn't really care for video games, mm-hmm. and, and so we, I never had a console until I was probably nine, eight or nine. Uh, so my first console was actually an N64, uh, but uh, I went to uh, a babysitter for a while, and they had a uh, an SNES. Uh, they also had an N64. We played a lot of like Mario Party, uh, Mario Kart. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, I vividly remember Mario All Stars. I'd go over to friends' houses and play all sorts of different things. Probably things I shouldn't have been playing at that time. You know, yeah, like the getaway. <laughs> the getaway. I don't know if you remember that. Like that for PlayStation Two. Yeah. Yeah. Were yeah. you supposed to have to hug the wall to get energy back? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it, it, it's weird. I I had a a weird intro into video games. It wasn't you know normal by any means i i i got into playing snes really and that that's kind of where it all started and then it evolved from there like i said i got my own n64 and vividly remember playing uh majora's mask which is still my favorite game of all time to this day uh and and that's that's probably my my biggest childhood memory is playing through like uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and then uh, I, I end up getting a GameCube at some point and playing a lot of Melee. Uh, but like I said, I got I got a pretty late start to to video games, which uh, is odd for me to be in the position I'm in now and and doing a podcast about video games when it's like yeah for for a good portion of my life it wasn't it wasn't a part of my life you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah it, it's. It, it it's different, but like I said, it maybe that fueled the fire a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> well, that that just shows that there's a lot of hidden treasure out there now that you can find if you oh, ever yeah. get a chance. You know, yes, play Super Mario All All Stars. I had to think. I'm like, that was the collection pack. I'm like, you played the Lost yeah. Levels? Did oh, you yeah. beat it? Like, did you beat the Lost Levels? Uh, probably not. Nobody's ever beaten the Lost Levels. Fun fun fact. I've beaten it. No, you haven't. Don't lie. Yes, I have. Uh, Fun fact. The Lost Levels only has, like, three levels in it, but you never know that because you can't get past the first one. It has has 32 levels. I beat all. I beat that whole game. I beat it on All Stars. (laughs) You forget on how good I am at video games. Ed, where's where's, where's that game genie? Where you hiding that game, Genie? <laughs> I didn't. I I played that game from level one to level uh, eight dash four. <sighs> I want to see that. We're we're gonna do that for a retro game show. We're gonna find it, that. And it's 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 literally on Nintendo Online, and Is I cannot it? wait to show. Yes, it's, it's on NES. On there? Yeah, and huh. it's on NES Online. Interesting. And I will I will show you my skills. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I. Man, I, I I remember when my dad brought home an Atari twenty six hundred and like five games, and we, we would sit on the floor on his bedroom floor and just play. Uh, we would play Kaboom was the, was my first video game. So oh wow yeah, yeah. that was a uh, okay that was a good time. I don't think I don't think my dad ever let me play. I just remember watching. <laughs> but I I mean he let me play, but I wasn't any good at it. So it was right. like it was like Kaboom Combat probably the really crappy version of pac-man 
See, <laughs> see, it's weird for me because I had NES, I had Atari 2600-7200, had Sega Master System, and I had the arcade. At, at like six, at like five years old, I have various games to play, and I think I jumped around playing Mario Brothers to Double Dragon on Sega Master System and Black Belt to Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man and Pac-Man Jr. and Combat and uh, there was a White Castle game for Atari that I used to play, and then whatever random thing they had the, at the arcade, like Kid Nick Guy or tetris or something like that like i jumped <laughs> as yeah. A kid. yeah you know I, and after i got to thinking about it a little bit more there was a game i remember prior to finally having an n64 that i owned and it was a hot wheels game for pc i don't remember what it was but it was a hot wheels game for pc i remember sitting there and you just you steered with you know the the arrows and stuff like uh-huh. that, and it was re- real, real messed up. And they ended up making an, another one, a second one. And I remember playing that as well, but uh, that that would have been probably the first video game I had. But as far as consoles go, yeah, it, it was an N sixty four. I was probably I was like eight or nine, and uh, it, it was weird because the N sixty four was old at the time, right? And, and so. I got it from a neighbor, actually. The the neighbor sold it to me. My dad bought it for me. Uh, my parents had split up for a short period of time, so my dad's like, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get him a, an N64. Well, my mom got me a, a GameCube at the time, so <laughs> it was like, well, I mean, I like both, but uh, one is old at this point. And, but, I mean, like I said, it, N64 games are still some of my favorite games, some of the games I have some of the fondest memories with. It's it's one of the systems that historically has changed gaming in general. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, like, I don't think there's any other system. Well, I won't say that because <laughs> PlayStation 2 kind of did it with their DVDs, you know, incorporating yeah. movies and stuff. And so people are able to not also game, but watch movies. You know, Xbox had actual strong online play. We didn't have to by have the Sega channel anymore or anything like that. We're able to like literally connect online like a computer and play games with friends around the world. Right. You know. Yeah. But, I, and that's that's kind of the cool thing about, you know, looking back at the history of video games, you get to see all these different consoles and while some of them, you know, especially if you grew up with them, they they don't seem like they mean as much, but really mm-hmm. looking back in the grand scheme of things, like you said, Xbox was kind of really that big push for that multiplayer online experience. And it's each each generation you see changes that in in retrospect, it, they're massive and, and things you you wouldn't or you didn't really even think of too much at the time, you know, or or even like. Uh, you get into like Halo and how how it changed the whole landscape for FPS. Like, it, I mean, having LAN parties is something yeah. that was such a massive thing throughout like middle school times, and it was like everybody got together and you had two Xboxes going and you had you know as many 
people possible and everybody would change their name to something real messed up so it'd be mm-hmm. like you were killed by a hamster and mm-hmm. it, when you were in middle school or like that was the funniest thing in the world right or like just there stupid was, stuff there was a uh, when i was when we were doing halo land parties like everybody would name their profile something stupid right and so somebody, i just remember that we were at a halo party there was 32 kids there and we every TV had an Xbox with four players on it, and we were doing Halo tournaments. And the one guy that was like, he was like the best Halo player at our, you know, at our school. I mean, there wasn't any really online stuff to compare it to at the time, but like he was like way better than everybody else. And his name was My Left Testicle. So every time he killed you, <laughs> he would say, "You were killed by My Left Testicle." Oh yeah, <laughs> was was the Rayford. N sixty four. Wavebird was was GameCube. 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 Yeah. I thought they had a wireless controller for. They did. It was from Madcast, and it was bad. Okay, so bad. so <laughs> so yeah, so then because we had Super Mario sixty four, where we actually was able to do three D right. Of course, we had PlayStation, and then you had the analog stick, and that kind of set like almost the new generation of gaming after Sony had you know like rpgs and you know evol- uh the evolution of jrpgs with cinematics and stuff um it, it's kind of weird like you're talking about the history of video games and just seeing how things evolve it feels like each system did something but nintendo for some unknown reason kept revolutionizing gaming every time they came up with a console i mean oh, that yeah. is- they oh. still do it to this day, you know, like even even though the Wii U was, you know, it, it's kind of the joke of of consoles to an extent. It, it did some cool stuff and it really set the tone for what the switch would become. And now the switch is, I mean, probably one of my favorite consoles of all time. I love that thing. I mean, it's fantastic. Well, and and you got to think that when we, we you came out, Sony and Microsoft were trying to do the same thing with the smart glass and yeah. with PSP and Vita and stuff. And it was just like, as much as Nintendo get so much laughter and hatred or for, for certain things, it always made other companies try to do something better and fail it at the same time. But it was something that you guys would have never thought of this if it wasn't Nintendo who started it, in a sense. You yeah. get what I'm saying? It's kind yeah. of weird. I mean, Nintendo's nothing if not quirky, right? <laughs> that's that's kind of their thing. Like, hey, let's do something off the wall that uh, it might not hit every time, but, I mean, when it hits, it, it really hits. I mean, you look at the Wii the original Wii, like how how crazy that sold, and how how much of a hot commodity that was when it dropped. Like it, I mean, they they were really the first to do that kind of a motion control movement and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's and it looking back on it, like yeah, the motion control was terrible, but at, for the time, like that was that was a big deal. That was a revolutionary thing, and it it, it it's. That's the kind of thing that I, I enjoy about the, like the history of video games is looking back on the things that yeah it, you know by today's standards not great but for the time like that's they they changed a lot of different things and did a lot of really cool stuff and and if you think about it like Super Nintendo had the had the game Super Game Boy where you could play Game Boy games on your TV GameCube did it with the Game Boy Advance that everybody still loved like people were buying more Game Boy Advance games. 
to play on that GameCube, and definitely when the SP came out, but that's separate. And then you get, uh, and then you get Wii playing GameCube games, and it's just like everybody who missed out still had a chance to play that generation of games. Oh yeah, in a sense, you know, and that's kind of how backwards compatibility. Even though that started with, I think more of the that kind of started out with the Game Boy events. How do you still be able to play Game Boy games? Um, backwards compatibility, if people really paid attention to it, that's when it started becoming popular and everything. Because these systems were built on libraries and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you said Majora's Mask is your favorite game of all time. Absolutely, I'm not gonna hate on you for that because that is a that is a great Zelda game. I I will. I'm staring at you with crazy eyes, saying that's fine. Nuts. <laughs> I'm good. I, I got it tattooed on me, man. I <laughs> can't change my mind about it. No, well, here's it, here's the funny story okay. about Majora's Mask for me is is I had the so I wasn't the brightest kid when Ocarina of Time came out. Ed knows this story very well. Uh. I played Ocarina of Time and I stopped playing it because I got so frustrated because I couldn't get past the, uh, uh, what's the temple in the desert? The, 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 uh, the, the Gerudo temple as yeah, adult yeah, yeah. link. And so I kind of stopped playing it for a while and then Majora's Mask came out and I blew through Majora's Mask in a weekend and I loved every second of Majora's Mask and it made me want to go back to Ocarina of Time. Well, I have, I, I, got the strategy guide for Ocarina of Time because I was so mad that I couldn't and I figured out that you had to go back in time in Ocarina of Time and I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize you could do that yeah. <laughs> when I was younger so uh, wow but that's that's I think that's the whole reason why I like Majora's Mask more than Ocarina of Time I've only played Ocarina of Time one time in my entire life wow See, I'm so Majora's holds a, a special place for me because that was probably, like I said, it, it's one of the, the first games that I beat on a console of my own. It, it was a game that I, and on top of that, like just just the tone of that game. Like I, I love Zelda games. Zelda is my favorite franchise of all time, right? And and so I pretty much love all of the Zelda games. I mean. It, there's there's a few that aren't necessarily in my my favorites, but I don't know those CDI games are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We don't uh, have to have a meeting with you after this. <laughs> <laughs> but Majora's Mask, like I I always loved the idea of the masks, and I always loved Skull Kid as this he he's kind of a villain, but also not really at the same time. Like you know, and it had these these dark tones to the series that hasn't really been done a whole lot like they kind of did a little bit of it in like twilight princess and it kind of seems like the next breath of the wild's gonna go in that realm but maybe not we don't entirely know right but that for whatever reason that game really really just struck this certain uh note within me and i it's just it ever since i played it and beat it for the first time it, it's always held this this top spot regardless of whether it is the best zelda game i i would argue it's not even but for me the story and everything that it does and all of the the missions and like how you could still beat the game without necessarily doing everything like there's some little things here and there and like 
it was just such a, a cool thing that they did and the what like the story behind it and how like uh it was created in such a short period of time because it, um it, they were given just such a short period of time to actually do it because they didn't want to create a sequel to Ocarina of Time and they're like well we'll give you this long and if you can do it in this time period like yeah you can do it well sure enough you know they 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 did it and I personally like i think it has some of the coolest mechanics like the going you only have three days and you have to go back see, like and that's what that's <laughs> what ruined yeah. this whole game for me <laughs> when i read that i i think i threw my egm down and said no yeah because i'm just because <laughs> as a kid and a fan of the zelda games i want to take my time to adventure everything you're putting me on the time limit i was just like no 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 you're not supposed to do this with zelda i was one of those kind of gamers at that moment and that's fair and that that seems to be the divide right like you either love majora's mask or you hate it there's no in between it's not like i tolerated it no it's (laughs) you love it or you hate it and it's and i (laughs) and i i don't hate it for its premise because i love the dark themes i love how weird that gang gets to be and how the freedom that they chose i think what gets me is just that one little time mechanic anything else about majora's mask i respect and for people who love it i respect and love still it's just that little time thing i'm like if you would have gave me a majora's mask where i didn't have to do this time thing Mm -hmm. i would be able to enjoy this game that's uh, fair. But, <laughs> I can respect that. <laughs> but it's great. But I, I love the fact that it's your greatest game because, like you said, it was a game that you own and you beat it on your first console. Games like that are very special to to people, and you know some people will fight tooth and nail for it. Um, but I'm like, if it really means something to you, because it it was something that you was able to have on your own, you know. A system that you got on your own game that you got on on your own like this is the first time it's going to mean everything because this is something that you did for your own you didn't get it from nobody else yeah yeah uh so yeah zelda you say is your favorite franchise of all time i mean is is that just because of majora's mask specifically or is i mean obviously that's where you fell in love with the franchise clearly but uh, is is there because like people people's favorite game of all time doesn't necessarily equate to their favorite franchise of all time, right? Know? So um, yeah, for me it 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 started with Majora's Mask and then actually I played Majora's before Ocarina of Time, so I went mm-hmm. back and played Ocarina of Time. Uh, played you know uh, most of the Game Boy games. There was um some on the DS that I didn't play. Like I didn't play Phantom Hourglass. Um, just a couple here and there, but I mean, uh, everything other than that, I've pretty much played. I mean, even Skyward Sword, like, and that to me, I not one of my favorites by any means, but I it's still, I mean, a respectable game in its own right. I mean, a, ba- uh, a bad I remember... Zelda game is still a good game, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and you know what? I don't. I really don't feel like Skyward Sword is a bad game. I I don't think so either. Just not my favorite. I mean, I listen. It's funny. I literally, I think I had that number one over Wind Waker. Really? I was You're going an back and forth. Being. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Ooh. the reason, I think the reason why that I love, I think Skyward Sword over Wind Waker is definitely because of the animation, the graphics. I think some of the characters that I was encountering, I fell in love with. 
I paused, I laughed, and I'm like, I want to be in this world. And I think Wind Waker was just like, as much as I love cell shading, not much is happening in this world. And I think, and, and at the time, and that's just me at the time, because it's, at, at, it, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's like, oh, Wind, no. Wind Waker is, uh, like, it's kind of an isolated experience, an isolated yeah. Zelda experience. Whereas, you know, at Skyward Sword, you are, you open up in this, in this beautiful world where you're interacting with Zelda and, uh, uh, what's his name? I want, I want to say Groose, Groose. You, like you know in his posse and you are in the school where there's other other you know knights there and stuff like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in that world whereas in wind waker like yeah you interact with your sister but she gets kidnapped you interact with your grandma <laughs> but you leave her and you join this uh pirate ship and then you get thrown off the ship right and like you it's just a very isolated zelda experience so i i yeah. i like I really liked the story of Skyward Sword a lot. Like I, th- yeah. I thought that that story was really fun. I thought just the, the simplicity of Link and Zelda's friendship in that game was very fun and and cute to to watch play out. You know, it's just like the mechanics of the game were just yeah. Stupid, you know, <laughs> and I I I didn't have a problem with the mechanics. It's it's very weird. I think I love. Because even Twilight Princess plays a part in this discussion between between Twilight, uh, Wind Waker, and Skyward. It's like Twilight have my favorite dungeons and boss favorite dungeons. Mm-hmm. Wind Waker have my favorite bosses, and Skyward Sword have my favorite world and characters. And then it feels like Breath of the Wild was able to take all three of that and and just make it to a cohesive adventure of a game. And it became my number one. And it's very, it's, it's very weird that even though Nintendo went back to the first Zelda, I'm like, there's been so many in the games that's in Breath of the Wild, but those three stand out so much that it became like my favorite Zelda of all time. Yeah. No, I, I, I entirely agree. Like, I think there's a lot of things to love about Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. I think my big hang up is it took a long time to get going. Uh, mm-hmm. that that intro was way too long uh and then yeah just the like i said about the wii earlier like the motion controls are not fantastic yeah, <laughs> like, like, and so it makes it difficult because some of your inputs don't register properly and some of those boss fights and things get rough if if that stuff's not working look, entirely yeah. you, haven't, <laughs> you haven't played beyond the beyond and wild r's <laughs> if you want to talk about a long <laughs> intro play those two games you'd i mean be like yeah goodness sony start this game people people complain a lot about how slow twilight princess starts out and like i think skyward swords intro is way worse than twilight princess oh but i think at that i think at that point people were a lot of people played twilight princess because it was a wii launch title and if they didn't get a wii they played it on gamecube and then by the time skyward sword came out everybody had already put their wii's away because the hd generation took off way faster than anybody anticipated yeah i I still have my wii out even when i have my ps3 yeah i i still have one it's sitting next to my tv it's not plugged into anything i mean once i mean once i didn't get around out Oh, go ahead, man. Oh, You're once good. the Wii U came out, I just put my Wii away. It, I it's downstairs yeah. in the basement, and uh, I mean, the, my, the first Wii I got, I lost in a in a house fire. 
but uh you know i i did get another one but it also it's just kind of like just sitting down there you know so yeah just hanging out hanging out with all the other consoles in a <laughs> in a big blue uh packing tote <laughs> just yeah. waiting i i i had the white Wii and i gave it to my mom and she started buying games for it like crazy and then i got the black one and i was just like yeah yeah i i had the launch white one it's the it's the uh only console now the only nintendo console that i didn't keep from launch because i mean it burned in a fire so it's the only nintendo console i own that wasn't the launch console that I, when i got it so uh just wasn't meant it was to be like- we it was a gaming <laughs> machine that turned into a Netflix machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but what what kind of what what modern games are you playing? Like, what what are your favorite modern games? I would say, I, I guess it would be a better term for that. Uh it it depends. Uh, I play so because like I, I try cha- to have. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> I, oh I was going to say because taste change from you know when you oh when yeah you're younger too because like i used to play a lot of jrpgs and now i don't even touch them because i don't know it's a lot too. Of time yeah <laughs> yeah so i says I someone who's to... playing assassin's creed odyssey for the second time well yeah there's that <laughs> but <laughs> i for me i, I kind of have a plethora of games i bounce around a lot and i so like i i have games i play with other people like and then i have quite a few single player games that i'm working on but honestly for single player games i've been hitting a lot of jrpgs lately uh like i played tokyo mirage sessions and i love like uh fire emblem which is kind of jrpg type but strategy (laughs) yeah yeah it's in the same realm right yeah uh and then, like, I've been playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I just bought Persona 5 again because I got Royal. I did, <laughs> too. Like that. Like, that should be a hashtag. And, you got Royaled. <laughs> yeah, I got Royaled. That, exactly. And so in 150 hours, you know, <laughs> I'll I, finally I, be done with it. <laughs> I, have the, I have the original Persona 5 that I need to go back and be in. I have Royal. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't, talk- don't get me wrong. Me too. I never beat the first one, but I was like, yeah, but there's Royal at this point. I mean, I might as well play the next well, edition. Uh, me, it was uh, Target had to buy two, get one free. So there you <laughs> go. Like, yeah. well, Royal is starting. I'm like, Royal's out and uh, Animal Crossing is out. Let me take the. Yeah. Uh, was it? No. Yeah. But and then like multiplayer games, uh, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, uh, which is not something I have said for a very long time. But I really, really got into Modern Warfare. I still enjoy playing it. That's kind of like uh, the group game that we play. We have a group of guys that kind of usually plays on the weekends and stuff, and and that's that's the game of choice right now. We've we've shoot. We even got into playing Gang Beasts lately. <laughs> like that's been one of those weird games that we're like, hey, why not? You know, and, and that's always a blast. It's is it's just kind of a fun indie type game. You know, where you. You just beat the crap out of each other and throw each other in front of trains. Like it, it's just a goofy <laughs> game, but it's it's fun. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's essentially boils down to I play a lot of JRPGs for my single player stuff, and multiplayer really just varies from from whatever's out and and catches everybody's attention. You know, um, 
but I, open world games lose me. I, I I love I love so many things about a lot of open world games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Absolutely love the world they built there and everything they did, but I get so overwhelmed with so many side quests and things that I finally just shut down and I'm like I I need I need a story. I need I need something to focus myself more than mm-hmm. just having this giant map of of things to venture through cuz what's going to happen is if I commit myself to that I'm never coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I get it. I I I've been playing like, cuz I had a save on PlayStation 4 and now I've actually been uh playing i've been replaying the series on xbox one because i in theory i want to do some sort of like video on assassin's creed before valhalla comes out will it happen i don't know we'll see we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll see how much time i have but uh you know it's it's uh i can't believe how much that series has shifted from this you know 10 hour stealth experience to like this 120 hour RPG. Oh, it's wild. That that's, that's one game series or franchise that has just changed so much, but I, it's obviously it's for the better. I mean, I I love the first Assassin's Creed for what it is, but, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's a game that I beat twice because I beat it on my own Xbox and then I beat it on my buddy's Xbox. And I, I mean, I did like everything you could Mm -hmm. possibly do. And boy, by the end of it, I was done. I, it was just, you can only sit on the same stuff. (laughs) You can only sit on so many benches and eavesdrop. Right. I think, I think. I think when Tom Clancy's open world games start getting big, Ubisoft just decided to make all their games fall under that. So the recent Assassin's Creed, the Ghost Recon games, yeah, um, the Division, they, they, the Division, I would even argue Far that Cry. Assassin's Creed is actually kind of what pushed it in that direction, and then everything kind of followed suit after they saw how well Assassin's Creed did. Yeah, that would be my, it, my I, I would I would actually go before that. I would say like Far Cry, yeah, Far Cry two true. and three probably. I I think Far Cry three pushed it because Far Cry three is so well respected and high regarded yeah. that it feels like that game incorporated to all of their like future hardcore third person action uh, adventure games. Yeah. So you know, was the uh, the original Assassin's Creed before Far Cry three though? Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. but I think that one was more like level based. Fair enough, um, yeah. because it was, it was, it was like, it was it like was hub worlds, kind it was of hub segmented. W- yeah, I would say yeah. hub worlds because you had that, you had like the three main cities, and then you had that mm-hmm. kind of open road area where you would travel between the cities. Right, which was pointless. Yeah, <laughs> and it took forever. Yeah, I almost broke it. They- I almost broke my TV with the Xbox oh, 360 no. controller when I'm that final <laughs> battle in that game. Oh uh, man, yeah, I can it, I can understand that. Because wasn't Prince of Persia when it came the GameCube one and Xbox mm-hmm. one? Didn't that play a part? Like, wasn't that supposed to be Assassin's, Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed one was supposed to be a Prince of Persia game. Yeah, yeah. And then they said no. Past. By the way, <laughs> side tangent. I know this isn't really a new show, but did you see the uh, that Prince of Persia game that somebody dug off of YouTube that's been up for eight years and nobody noticed? It? It's basically like Assassin's Creed meets Uncharted and Tomb Raider. <laughs> it looks <laughs> no, awesome. I didn't see that. Uh, huh. It's awesome. It looks awesome. I'm like, man, I hope they m- revisit this game because it's uh, 
looks pretty cool. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I loved some some Prince of Persia back in the day. I mean, back when it was still in its prime, it was it was a blast to play. But yeah, yeah that that's a series that didn't uh, didn't carry forward very well, unfortunately. I know. I know that's sad. I played I played that one when the game that came out with the movie. Yeah. I think that movie's what killed Prince of Persia. Uh, that, that's Dis- very Disney, possible. Disney killed I, Prince of Persia. I, I really don't think so. I think after they did the third game, I think no one cared about Prince of Persia because they kept no, trying people, to be... People liked they, that cel-shaded one a lot. I think mm-hmm. people didn't... I loved the cel-shaded one. I think people didn't like it because the, the ending was DLC that you had to buy. I think oh, that yeah. was the complaint oh, about yeah. that game. And then... uh the one that came out with the movie, I think nobody bought it because they just assumed it was a movie tie-in game and they didn't want to mm-hmm. play it. Yeah, I never played that one. I did play the the cell shaded one, and uh, I remember the ending was just kind of there. And like, <laughs> my I living at my parents' house at that time, um, it, they had like really really bad internet (laughs) so uh, dlc wasn't really an option for me at the time i was like well this is this is where i get off i guess it's the end of the road which is weird because like prince of persia kind of expired yeah assassin's creed but also if you look at infamous if you uh look at um oh goodness there's another parkour like style game uh edge kind of Kind of, yeah, mirrors sort of way. <laughs> yeah, that, nin- in a that way. Ninja Turtles game was on the Prince of Persia engine. <laughs> <laughs> we would not speak of that game. That was a great <laughs> game. I got all. all the achievement points in it. I think Prince of Persia had a lot of uh, influence across the industry in a lot of ways that aren't even really obvious. I mean, yeah, you got the parkour stuff, but I mean, some games have even developed like the uh, turning back time or mm-hmm. or just different elements. I think. I think Prince of Persia really had a a huge influence. I mean, a, and it's kind of a shame that that seemed to die for no apparent reason. I well, mean, it, there's still it, a lot of diehard fans for it for sure. It, mm-hmm. it, in a way, it got transferred. Like, yeah, you had the rewind time, but then you had Max Payne with the bullet time. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of like very kind of weird to see. It would be very interesting to see games that use different mechanics that have evolved or that have like probably influenced a lot of other games in a sense you know did you ever play uh stranglehold i think is what it was called it was a john woo game yeah the one off (laughs) was it ps3 yeah Uh, yeah i played it on 360 boy that was an experience it was fun though it was like a just a wild time Yeah, that game got delayed so many times. But oh yeah, yeah. I, it was one of those games. Like at the time, I was not plugged into all of this. I didn't keep up on any of it. I would just go to the local game shop and take a handful of games in with me, trade them in, and pick up whatever looked cool and walk out and start playing whatever it was, you know. And that just happened to be one of the games I got one time. And boy, it was it was something. I had fun with it though. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but it was it was definitely. Not what I thought I was getting. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was supposed to mimic a John Woo style film. So yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. I, that had like the bullet time and probably yeah. even to a a larger extent than what Max Payne had. There was a game called 
is it kill dot kill dot zone or kill dot shot or something like that it was by bandai Nelko or Nelko at that time and it kind of was a third person uh action game um but it wasn't in the realm like it was supposed to be something like gears of war if you look at it but it didn't have gears of war controls um hmm. But it was kind of it was a cover based shooting kind of game. If, if you yeah. look it up, you'll be like, "Kill Switch." That's what it was. Kill. Oh, Switch. Kill Switch. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Okay, I remember that one now. Yeah. Once you said the title, I was like, I was trying to think of what you're talking about. I, I was like, surely can, he's not I talking see, about Kill Zone. I can see that that box art for Kill Switch. It's just like that really yep. blocky white font with that blue kind of laser sight in the middle of it. It's just very uh-huh. generic it, looking. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, EA did Freedom Fighters. Um, and that was kind of their first, I guess, four-player co-op kind of game. Was it four-player co-op? I think. I, I believe so, yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to I'm not 100%, about. but I think so. <laughs> so. uh, Yeah, okay. We're going to move on from that side tangent uh so <laughs> you are not only part of diggity podcast but you have a new project happening uh what what are you doing with this cool new thing you're doing uh so i actually launched two new projects this week which yeah i i'm i'm an idiot is oh, basically yeah, what yeah, that boy was down to yeah, join the join that <laughs> club <laughs> no you guys are excited and enthusiastic uh yeah th- so one of the That's projects i launched <laughs> where it's something like that uh wow i'm trying I, to make it a, a professional I, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I i launched a so my son has gotten very obsessed with youtubers and things like that so i i actually launched a youtube channel with with my son and we we've done some videos with both of my sons now uh and that was just kind of a a fun little project something we did on the side i mean i don't ever expect that to necessarily get into anything but it's something he wanted to do and it's something you know they the kids recently have been so obsessed with youtubers and and he knows i do the podcast and he knows i'm on youtube and this and that so he he's always wanted to be on the podcast and our our podcast isn't necessarily like super um you just slap uh, that e on your podcast when you publish yeah it. <laughs> yeah it's not exactly e uh it's also not like <laughs> super bad but it, things happen it's it's, <laughs> it's aimed towards a specific crowd that's right. not you know <laughs> young yeah. not uh 8 yeah. Uh, wow so yeah no we uh so we did a, a family-friendly youtube channel it's it's called b-rex gaming uh both both of our names start with a b and both of our middle names are rex so we kind of played on that and went in our like our mascot type things a, a t-rex so just kind of a little stupid play on words but it, it's something we kind of have fun with and we so far we we've posted one video i was gonna upload a handful more but uh some of the videos we had recorded last weekend uh we had some audio issues and and some goofy stuff happened so we we're uploading one for now and we'll we'll slowly start to release one every week uh and then my other side side gig that i actually recorded uh today right before i came on here uh is a 
uh, a little side podcast I'm doing with a uh, not. I, I'm not doing it with Jeff. This one's actually um, my own deal with uh, a guy I uh, I'm good friends with out uh, you know, from from around where I live, and uh, it, it's called Soup Sandwich. It's just kind of a. a a random podcast it's kind of one of those things we get to just kind of hang out and talk and and share with the internet all of the stupid stuff we've done over the course of our lives <laughs> just random things like that you know sit down have a drink and and just kind of talk about it and and like i said this was our first episode and um so that that's kind of something that's uh, I've wanted to do for a long time and, and this is kind of the way it, it all shook down. And, and so I, I'm excited about that as well. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, diggity is still kind of my main focus and, and the other stuff's just a sidebar, but, uh, I, yeah, it, it's, it's fun. It, it's, I, I'm sure Corey understands, uh, about getting into a lot of projects and suddenly being like, Oh, I have something every day this week yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. sure you do too ed i mean yeah i, mean, I, was, I was i was feeling that on uh on month we usually record nintendo power block on on thursday nights and we recorded on monday this week and we also are prepping our uh third season of indie Masterclass, which is where we uh, uh like a 15 to 20 minute let's play show where we you know kind of just play through some of our favorite indie games that are available uh, right now, and and uh, we got into Shovel Knight King of Cards, and I was so tired that I kept trying to do this one jump that was nearly impossible, and I finally did it, and I found out that it just led to a secret, and it didn't even advance the level at all. <laughs> and I was, I don't even, I think we're gonna have to redo that one, Ed. I'm not gonna lie to you, but uh, maybe we'll add that section of the show <laughs> to the end for <laughs> bloopers or something. But yeah, uh, you know, I. You know, we we have plans on doing more stuff, but it's just kind of like I was. We wrote down a list of all of our shows. I, I think we had I don't know how many. What did we have like twenty six things we were working on at one point. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got. I have three, and and <laughs> I'm like, man, three. I'm way too busy. <laughs> yeah, uh, three. Just, yeah. Three is just a three is easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, no. The thing is, compared to twenty six. Yeah. Really easy. <laughs> I mean, the, pro- the projects that we have, though, like the there's only four things that are weekly right now. So, uh, you know, we we started doing the seasonal model because it kind of works well with everybody's schedule, and we can plan ahead of time. And uh, you know, a lot of the things we do are just once a month. You know, like like video game book club or uh, this show is now going to be once a month instead of you know every other week and and. Uh, you know, so it it's just uh, it works. It's not like we're doing that everything every week because that would just be we'd all That's have to quit good. life to work on everything. But uh, you know, it's it's still a lot, and you know we we're gonna see what sticks and what doesn't. And if something doesn't yeah. stick, you just kick it out and move on. <laughs> but on to the next thing. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, we love what we do, right? And and podcasting is something yeah. that. Ed and I have been, you know, we've been doing Nintendo Power Block for a better part of six years at this point. And, uh, you know, everything else is kind of like, you know, we have friends and, and stuff that want to do stuff too. And so we just kind of added on, t- made uh, Nintendo Power Block part of something bigger. 
but mm-hmm. you know like you like this podcasting is something that we're super passionate about and that's why we do so much of it because we like to do it and uh, yeah. yes you know some episodes are definitely not as good as others but also you know Ed and I every sometimes Ed and I after a show we're like man that was an awesome episode and it kind of like reinvigorates everything so uh, yeah you know yeah I, it's very easy to kind of get into a little bit of a funk like mm-hmm. a, you can put out a couple episodes and oh you're just man it, it feels like you're going through the motions and then it takes one episode and you're like ah that's yeah. that's why I love doing that that I, that's why I love sitting down every week and talking about sometimes games i don't care about yeah be perfectly honest i mean but it's it's the nature of what we do right and it's it's having that conversation and hearing people out and it's just like you get into some topics some other topics you think that you have nothing to say but then when you start getting to talking you got a lot to say and you don't unexpected and And when it's just on a roll and you just when you when you on a roll and you feel like everybody's on a high, it's hard to get off because yeah. you you can't keep you can't keep that magic consistent. But when it hits, man, it hits good. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, like I I like to sometimes stay up later than I should because I like doing it so much, right? <laughs> like you know, usually sometimes during the week I'll stay up till like I'll go to bed at like ten o'clock at night during the week sometimes because I'm you know. We, we'll record we record late one night and then i'll go to bed kind of early the rest of the week to get ready for stuff that we're planning on the weekend but uh then there's some nights where i'm like i should go to bed at 10 and then i'll i when my kid and wife go to bed i'll pop on the xbox or the switch and play oh, for yeah. two or three hours and then next thing you know it's 12 31 o'clock and you're like oh i have to be up in five hours to go to work and <laughs> you know and it's just kind of like you know, and that it, sometimes I feel it like when we go to record and I didn't sleep well the night before and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you know, I just I'm like, let's just get through the show. You can take a nap, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so since we're on the to- uh, topic of podcasting in general, like why why did you want to start podcasting? Like what made you want to start Diggity and, you know your new thing like it's it's just you know it's people always ask us like we get that question a lot like how do we start a podcast or why did you start the uh, the podcast you know so uh yeah so for for diggity the the kind of origin story there you know the the spidey bite type of deal uh we were we have a, a pretty consistent group that we play games with on our on a pretty regular basis. And, uh, and so we would get into parties and stuff and I've always kind of, well, I won't say always, but in recent years, I I've kept up with gaming news and things like that. uh, Probably for the last, I'd say at least five years. Right. And, uh, and so I, I, we'd be kind of in a party just playing games or whatever, hanging out. And me and, uh, Jeff would be going back and forth like, Hey, do you see this? You see this, you see this, you see this. And our other buddy, uh, if you've ever listened, which I know you guys have listened to the show, but like for people that may not know, like we have a buddy who, uh, we call him lawyer Craig and and so uh we bash on him all the time if you ever listen to us we we bash on him constantly but anyway he's the one that kind of gave us the idea 
<laughs> eh, little bit of love, little bit of bashing. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's kind of the one that actually came up with the idea. He's like, you guys should do a podcast. He's like, as much as you guys know about this for no particular reason, like you guys should do a podcast and and just kind of make it all gaming related. So we literally sat on that for a year before we ever did anything about it. And then all of a sudden one day we're kind of like, okay, let's make this happen. Like it, it's something it was a it started off as kind of like a joke like hey would you guys shut up <laughs> like you know <laughs> and and finally we're like yeah you know what? we'll we'll actually do a podcast on it like this would be cool and and so uh we've been doing it for i think about a year and a half now um and uh a little over uh, give or take you know uh but it, it's it's something that initially was interesting because it was i i had never really done something to where i was kind of you know put myself on the internet or or whatever or recording myself like listening to your own voice i don't know about you guys i hate listening oh, to my yeah. own voice with a burning passion yeah me. um <laughs> ed, ed just likes somehow to i'm not talking in general <laughs> <laughs> what what wait we're shay we're sass Corey, really yep. oh yeah so much sass, uh, but no, and it, it, it's it's something that the more and more we did it, the more and more kind of passionate we grew about it, and, and we kind of were talking about starting a side podcast, and uh, some stuff came up, and it was we we ended up having to go on a hiatus, uh, and if we weren't even into the hiatus for two weeks and I was already trying to come up with something like I, I was like, I, I miss it. I, it's something I love doing. And it was kind of, you know, uh, we, there was some, some, uh, things going on on, in the, on the back end that, that were causing issues, you know? And so it, it was, uh, Jeff had some family things he needed to take care of. And so we, like I said, we took the hiatus and I was, I was ready to come back. And so, uh, I came back with Diggity uh, by myself uh, for an episode, and then Corey came on with me, and then I did another episode by myself. Uh, and kind of in the background, I had been, uh, me and Jeff had been actually talking about doing a side ep or a side show that was just kind of like, uh, you know, a, a random ep or a random show, and and so that kind of evolved and I had been talking to some buddies and, and then that that's just, yeah, all of a sudden, next thing I know, I have another, another podcast that I'm going to do and it. And it's just, uh, this random kind of have fun, talk about whatever type of podcast. And that's, that's how soup sandwich kind of evolved and, and kind of took form. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it, it's not a great origin story, but it's an origin story, I suppose. <laughs> like, it's, I think Diggity's is ours. a bit more interesting. Ours is, uh, as far as Soup Sandwich goes, it, it's kind of like quarantine and and uh, other family issues that, that led to having to go on hiatus led to Soup Sandwich, which, I mean, it works and it's fine and it's cool and I'm excited it's around. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not exactly the most uplifting of stories you know yeah i mean i ed, basically ed and i were in a nintendo facebook group 
at one point and like we were in a comment thread and i was just like you want to do a podcast he's like yep <laughs> here we are yeah. if it's it, i mean i the other great kind of origin story you'll realize i everything that happens is like no rhyme or reason for mm-hmm. whatsoever like me and my wife met at a, at a party like it was it was one of those really unromantic type of stories like we met at a party type of thing and it, it that that that's about it like the kind of thing i'm not going to pass along to my children <laughs> you know yeah. but uh yeah it, it, we're we're at this point i'm becoming almost notorious for having awful lame origin stories <laughs> it's it's fair i mean I, look yeah not every story can be a winner though right i mean that's yeah. right so uh well uh we are approaching that uh hour mark but you know i i just i wanted to get you on this this show uh in particular is something that you know ed and i are particularly kind of proud of pushing and stuff and you know we we love having you on our shows here and hopefully we can get you on more at some point you know not to take away from your three projects or anything but, <laughs> no no uh, absolutely i'm but, i'm looking to get up to you know 26 maybe 27 you know oh. i mean we can we can add we can give you some of our stuff if you want <laughs> no i i like I said earlier, I, I love being on the show with you guys. I always have a blast. It's always fun. Uh, as much as as much as I love doing shows with Jeff, sometimes it's nice to get uh, a different variety and do something slightly different, just to yeah. switch it up every once in a while. You know, I'm I'm sure every once in a while you guys are sick of each other as well. <laughs> no. It's nice to get a little break. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? The thing with me and Corey is, it's just like, oh, you know, we we did the podcast, we're feeling good, I'll see you in the chat. And we would literally be in the chat trying to update each other if we, find, we got news or if, like, or yeah, just like checking to- up on each other. Today, like, when when I messaged you yesterday about this, we, we know, you we were like, uh, not, is 9 or 9.30 good? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And, like, you know, I was getting stuff ready because, like, I've kind of self-quarantine myself during this coronavirus like i don't i sleep in a different room from my wife and away from my kid and stuff just because i've i'm still working you know right. so mm-hmm. i kind of was getting my stuff ready and uh ed and i were talking about the the ea stuff that's been coming out and like you know they might be putting a bunch of games on switch in the next year or so and so before before you got on, we were talking about that, and we we're like, let's just do a quick video on that. Let's just do a quick discussion. And so that was like, okay, well, I think it was the first time Ed and I kept the show under an hour, though. It was fifteen minutes. Yes, because we there's some uh, we call them mini blocks, and they end up being like a long podcast, like forty to fifty minutes. Because yeah. because like I said, we be on that high, we be having oh, that yeah. good discussion, and you don't want to end it. Yeah. yeah. Once once you get rolling, it it, it really is hard to f- find a good place to cut it off. Um, but yeah, it's I, I feel that big time. We we've tried to kind of cut our show down a little bit. Um, not not too much. Uh, we usually aim for like forty five minutes or so. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's like an hour and a half. That's I, our it, non- it 45 minutes is our non-Tendo segment at the <laughs> beginning <laughs> of the show. Exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, when we have guests on, we do try to keep it more on on pace. But sometimes we're like, even if there's no news, like when there's no news, that seems to be where our shows get the lo- get longer oh, because yeah. we're just kind of like, well, okay, well, <laughs> just talk about yeah. whatever, I guess. Uh, me and me and Jeff go through that all the time. It, it it is very much that like, hey, you know, heads up, not a whole lot of news today, so we might have to improvise a little bit. Next thing you know, it's like the longest show we've done. <laughs> like yeah. I don't, I like, I don't know how this go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Brody, uh, Brody, before we go, uh, yeah. would you ever show your kids like '80s cartoons and get their reaction? Because there's, uh, there's a guy oh, yeah. named uh, Andrew Eisen. He he has a series called A Middle A Middle Aged Man Watching Jim and the Holograms because he's never seen it. So oh, really? would you would you show like your kids like seeing like Transformers from the eighties or He Man and stuff and like listening doing a video or doing a podcast and certain thing like what did you guys think of old old cartoons versus like new cartoons like doing a He Man comparison or a Transformers comparison. I you know I I've never actually done it. I know my kids occasionally will get into some stuff from like early '90s, and I think that's mm-hmm. probably the furthest they've gotten into so far. Um, yeah, I'd screw it. I I'd do it, no problem. Like <laughs> my my kids watch just about anything. They they don't really have too many. They're not super picky, you know. But uh, yeah, I don't. I I have a strong feeling they would like it, but. They'd, they'd watch it. I'm mean, like uh, lately, or I guess not lately, but there for a little bit, they got into uh, Space Jam. That was a big one they really, really liked. Ah. Which, I mean, as a kid, I loved Space Jam, so I was all for it. But I, I, I know they've watched, they've watched like the original Pokemon series. Mm-hmm. Um, they've watched. They got into some some old Looney Tunes there for a while, and that's probably the closest they got. Which I mean, some of those old Looney Tunes they they run pretty far back. But as I I mean, I don't think they've ever seen He Man. Um, I don't think they've ever seen like Smurfs or Snorks or anything like that. Like, which, I, I, which I would, would be fun, but because I would love oh, to you see know what. I take that back. They have watched Wacky Racers. I don't know if you remember that one or not. From Hanna Barbera, where there's all yeah. the three different cartoons. Oh, oh no, that's yeah. the Olympics. I no, know, no, I know, you're, I know, you're right. I know, in the same realm, same realm. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. those. Yeah, I, they actually yeah. had like the the races that had been mimicked by like Mickey at this point and about everybody yeah. else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they've watched a few here and there on like Boomerang type of type channels, you know, but. Because I would uh, love for I would love for you, them to watch like the original Voltra and then watch the new Voltra on Netflix <laughs> and, and just have and just see you as a dad talking to your kids making that comparison. And if you had that love for that show for Voltra, oh, yeah. to see how your love and uh, nostalgia plays a part in the conversation, where they're just like they're coming into something new, just be like. Is this is how you become a nerd? Is this, is yeah. this how you end up loving shows? And just having that conversation. And in a, in a, in a sense, that's a podcast upon itself. Like, a, it's oh, yeah. a video, but it's a podcast upon itself because it's about that conversation. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be interesting. It, it's like my, my kids are uh, eight and five right now. So 
probably not going to get a whole lot out of a five-year-old <laughs> as far as like quality conversation about something like that. A little bit here and there. The eight-year-old, you'd get a little bit more, but honestly, he'd probably be completely against it right now. Show the five-year-old Muppet Babies to see. Yeah, yeah, but next thing I know, I'm getting called old by my kids, which is great. <laughs> I'm I'm too young to be old. That's that's some bullcrap right there. <laughs> that is true. Uh. My my kids really into Tom and Jerry right now. It's, oh, nice! It's yes. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. She also watches this weird Netflix show called Masha and the Bear, and it's about this little girl that makes trouble. And uh, this bear is like this giant brown bear that lives in the woods and takes care of her and fixes all the mistakes and fixes all of the things that she causes trouble with. So it's kind of it's hmm. kind of funny, but uh, I mean that's not an old show. It's a pretty new right. show actually, but. Uh, she does like Tom and Jerry though. It's kind of fun to watch because I haven't watched Tom and Jerry since I was a kid. So we're sitting there watching oh, yeah. it, laughing and stuff. And my wife's just kind of looking at us like, "Which one of you is the two year old?" Well, I I can't give no cartoon recommendations because I've been uh, wanting to go back to watch this show called Carol and Tuesday. Um, this is by uh, Watanabe um, Sunichi Watanabe who did Cowboy Bebop. Uh, he made an uh, animated show for Netflix where it's two girls. They come from different parts of the world, and they make music. And each episode has uh, um, music, and it's, it's such a good show. I'm just like, I don't think a lot of people are going to watch this show. <laughs> but it's so <laughs> it literally is so good. It's something different for Wadana because he's an animator who loves doing shows about music and stuff. Um and this one, it's just like it has so many different styles. It's just piano and guitar, and it's just like you hear it, and you and you hear the songs and be like, I will buy this soundtrack, because it's so good. Hmm. hmm. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's 26 episodes. It's 30 minutes. So it, won't, it really won't it may take you like four to five hours to watch it all through. Like the whole, both seasons are up. Hmm. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of 1v1. Uh, Brody Foltz from Diggity Podcast, thank you so much yeah! for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. But, I appreciate it. I really do. You know, as as I tell you always, you have an open invite to any of our shows that you want to come on. So uh, why don't you plug away real quick uh, for, for Diggity and your new stuff. And, uh, yeah, just let us know oh. where, you can f- where we can find you. Uh, so yeah, you can find uh, Diggity, which again is is kind of the the main thing I do uh, on on Instagram, on Twitter, it's on Facebook, but it, it's always just Diggity Podcast. Um, on YouTube, you can find us at uh, search for Diggity Gaming. That's actually the easiest way because if you search for Diggity, you get Black Street. Uh, you guys, <laughs> no Diggity. You guys are also on our YouTube page on the sidebar where it's you know where you can feature channels. You guys oh, yeah. are there on our YouTube Sweet. channel too. So if you are struggling, you can go to our YouTube channel and you guys are there as well. There so. you go. Uh, as far as soup sandwich, uh, we are on everything, but it it's odd because it's kind of like uh, across, the, across the different platforms, uh, <laughs> the different names have been taken. So we have like I on Instagram, I think it's soup underscore sandwich or the you had to play or, the sorry underscore sorry game. sorry oh yeah we had to do it was soup <laughs> underscore sandwich underscore podcast on instagram uh 
I think it's the Soup Sandwich Podcast on Twitter. And yeah, it, it's all sorts of jacked up. But th- that the first episode isn't out yet. I actually have to edit that yet and get that uploaded. So uh, that that's kind of in the pipeline right now. Um, and then for uh, B-Rex, you can find me on YouTube at B-Rex Gaming. Uh, you'll see a real cool like green T-Rex logo and that would be it. And like I said, right now we just have one one video up and of course it's Fortnite because that's what eight-year-olds love is Fortnite. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no i i again i appreciate you guys having me on the show uh i i i love being on the show with you guys and, and i definitely would love to be a part whenever you guys need somebody or whatever so and uh we, we need to get you guys on the show we need to get ed on the show as well we have not had actually ed on our show yet it just seems like i end up talking to Corey more so <laughs> just kind of the way things shake down sometimes <laughs> it did you guys have to come up to optional opinion because i have a lot of good topics to talk about and you got to be like mm, yes. <laughs> uh, well uh again brody thanks for coming on i really appreciate it you can find boss rush podcast on twitter at boss rush podcast you can find 1v1 uh on our podcast feeds uh once a month uh where we feature a different creator uh every month so uh you can also find us on youtube at youtube.com slash boss rush games and all of our content and all of our podcasts on bossrushgames.com. uh Ed, thanks for sitting on in on this one as well uh so uh yeah thank you guys so much for watching remember to play games and be better we'll see you next time bye guys bye everybody